Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. Breathtaking beaches and beautiful bodies explain why Southern California is often the first choice for motion picture and still photographers. In 1995, Linda Sobeck, a busy model with a growing reputation, vanished on her way to a photo shoot. Linda's photographic images helped launch her career and would also solve the mystery of her disappearance. Hermosa Beach, California, is just 15 miles south of downtown Los Angeles. Linda Sobeck, a 27-year-old blonde model and actress, lived right off the boardwalk. She was a cheerleader for the Los Angeles Raiders football team and was a popular bikini, lingerie, and calendar model. She also aspired to be an actress. Thursday morning, November 16, 1995, Linda was paged for a last-minute photo shoot. Linda grabbed some clothes, left a message with her mother that she'd call later, and headed off. She was never seen or heard from again. Hey, don't worry. You know, Linda's got things to do. She's out working. She probably just took off and was doing something. And Mom kept saying, no, no, I know something else is wrong. Later that day, Linda had an audition for the Married with Children television series, but she failed to show up. Anyone that knew Linda knew there's no way she would ever have missed that interview or that audition, and that really was a signal to her parents to start an intensive search. The family had uh, been distributing numerous flyers, I think like 53,000 flyers with a $20,000 reward. I had one of her address books, and I just started making phone calls to all of the girls. Apparently, Linda had broken some of her own rules about modeling assignments. No one knew where she was or the name of the photographer. Since she took this assignment outside of her modeling agency, they had no information either. Two days later, in a trash bin, a worker in the Angeles National Forest found some pictures of a beautiful woman. He took them home because they were so well done. And he was watching television and he saw the uh, TV coverage of the Sobek investigation. When the man realized the photos were of the model reported missing, he immediately called police. Two years earlier, just a short distance away, the skeletal remains of another blonde model. 20-year-old Kimberly Pandelios were discovered. Like Linda, 
Kim had been called at the last minute for a modeling assignment with an unknown photographer. Her murder was never solved. But the thought that Linda was somewhere in the Angeles National Forest was daunting. It's an area approximately a thousand square miles, about the size of the state of Rhode Island. As the days passed, investigators suspected foul play. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. A few days after Linda Sobeck's disappearance, Charles Rathbun, a commercial freelance photographer, called police with some information. He said he was with Linda at a Denny's restaurant on the morning of her disappearance. He said they discussed her portfolio, and after the meeting, Rathbun said the two went their separate ways. Linda's car was found in the parking lot of the restaurant. Tests on the vehicle found no evidence of foul play. But police were starting to get suspicious. Among the items found in the trash bin in Angeles National Forest, along with Linda's photographs and date book, was a rental agreement for a Lexus sports utility vehicle. The name on the document was Charles Rathbun. Rathbun said the rental agreement probably got mixed up with Linda's portfolio during their meeting. Rathbun shot photographs of the Lexus later that day for Auto Week magazine, and he returned the car the next day. Even though the Lexus had been washed thoroughly inside and out, police found a number of clues. In the back seat was a suspicious red stain. A phenol-phalan test revealed the stain was blood. Further tests showed it was human blood. In the cargo area was a car cover, which tested positive not only for blood, but traces of human saliva. With no other leads, investigators wanted to know if the Lexus had been in the Angeles National Forest where Linda's photographs were discovered. Basically, we put Vaseline on a tire, roll it across poster board, and then use magnetic fingerprint powder to enhance that tire track that's on the poster board. And it essentially makes a a tire print on this um, board that's indicative of the tire tread that might have been left back at a particular scene. But finding a tire impression in a forest covering over a thousand square miles wouldn't be easy. 
Not surprisingly, Charles Rathbun was interrogated again, and this time, he changed his story. Rathbun now said he hired Linda to model for him in the photo shoot with the Lexus Sports Utility Vehicle. Rathbun and Sobek drove to El Mirage, a dry lake bed about two hours north of Hermosa Beach. Linda's assignment was to drive the vehicle in tight circles while Rathbun took photographs. Can you show me? Rathbun demonstrated the maneuver while Linda stood by and watched. Rathbun said he lost control of the vehicle and accidentally hit Linda, killing her. According to Rathbun, he panicked, put Linda's body in the vehicle, drove to a deserted location in the Angeles National Forest, and buried the body somewhere there. He was very vague. He kept saying, I can't remember. He would break into tears and say, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. I don't know where she is exactly, but I can take you there. The Lexus showed no signs of exterior damage consistent with an accident. Investigators thought Linda might still be alive and pressed Rathbun to lead them to her grave. But the search was unsuccessful. He's leading him on a wild goose chase. He knew exactly where she was, and he was trying to stall to buy more time, hoping that Linda's body would be decomposed by the time we did find it. Investigators pushed Rathbun yet again for information, this time touring the forest in a helicopter. After a number of failed attempts, Rathbun finally led them to Linda's body. She was buried next to a tree in a shallow two-foot grave. The left tire impression of the Lexus was found in the soft sand nearby. She surprisingly was perfectly preserved. For a nine-day burial, I was, I was not optimistic that we would have a lot of uh, soft tissue left to diagnose exactly what happened, and I was, uh, I was surprised. A forensic archaeologist was brought in to retain anything of evidentiary value. The autopsy would reveal the true cause of death, whether it was an accident or homicide. Linda Sobeck's autopsy revealed an enormous amount of information about her death. Except for blood above her right ear, her body showed no external signs of an automobile injury. Her blood alcohol level was 0.13, well above the state limit for intoxication. She died not from an automobile accident, as Charles Rathbun claimed, but by asphyxiation. She struggled against it. It caused a hemorrhage in the lungs as well as all in the neck and the eyes, which is typical for somebody who's being asphyxiated against their will. So she was aware, awake, struggling for her life at that time. Asphyxiation is the most common mechanism used in homicidal sexual assault. And there were other injuries, bruises, a twisted wrist, and ligature marks on her ankles. 
that showed that her legs had been forcibly spread apart and and held in that position. Um, she struggled against those restraints because there were abrasions up and down her legs indicating a struggle. And the body appeared to have been washed. She was not wearing makeup, and it appeared that her clothing had been changed before burial. I call this a girl thing, but I was very troubled with the position of her clothing. The position of her zipper was such that it was all the way up to her neck. And this concerned me because I don't think that's a natural position. Most women wear um, clothing sort of in the, in the mid-chest region, and this was an unnatural position. There was also evidence of forcible sodomy. A look into Charles Rathman's past revealed a man with a mercurial personality, which had cost him a number of freelance projects. He could be very personal and charming. He could lose his temper and almost go ballistic, throw things around a photo shoot. He could talk to models and be very personable and uh, polite to them and then go behind the camera and say very derogatory things about them. A few years earlier in Columbus, Ohio, Charles Rathbun was arrested and charged with the rape of a married co-worker. Rathbun claimed the encounter was consensual and he was acquitted. The search of Rathbun's home revealed a collection of over 200 guns. Of particular interest was a 45 caliber semi-automatic pistol. When I tested the gun chemically, or I used presumptive blood tests in the examination of the gun, I did detect a, a, a positive presumptive test for blood on the breech face surface of that weapon. Well, we, hit, we found a lot of evidence from his house and from talking to his friends that he did have a dislike for blondes and that he did have um, a dislike for some women in particular that he had referred to Linda as a little bitch and being difficult to work with. Charles Rathbun was arrested and charged with first-degree murder and sodomy with a foreign object. Rathbun continued to maintain that Linda's death was an accident. He said Linda was drinking that day, and after striking her accidentally with the Lexus, she began kicking and screaming while trying to subdue Linda. Rathbun accidentally suffocated her. Almost ludicrous to think that she would drink while on a photo shoot especially when you think that she had an interview with a television program scheduled for later that evening um, that she would compromise herself. Then Rathbun delivered a bombshell. He claimed his sexual encounter with Linda that day wasn't forced at all, that it was consensual, and he claimed to have nude photographs to prove it. Charles Rathbun claimed that Linda Sobeck willingly engaged in sex with him before the automobile accident and had taken photographs of Linda that day, which would prove it. The defendant told his brother that there were some photographs in the desert that would prove his innocence and prove that Linda consented to uh, sexual relations with him. It drew him a map of where to find these rolls of film and that the defendant's brother, Robert Rathbun, and his girlfriend drove out 
up into the mountains and were able to find these five rolls of film in the middle of the desert after months of exposure to the sun and the wind and the rain. Robert Rathbun found five rolls of film, but instead of turning them over to police, he developed the film himself. Four rolls contained G-rated pictures of Linda posing at El Mirage in two different outfits. In some of the pictures, Linda's outfit looked disheveled, and there was a hole in her thigh-high stockings, raising questions about whether Linda posed willingly. The fifth roll was water-damaged, double-exposed, and pornographic. The fifth roll of film was a series of double-exposed pictures, 12 images of a dashboard of a vehicle, and 11 images which were fairly X-rated and pornographic of female genitalia. You could see no head, no face, really no body, just hands and a couple shots and primarily a close-up of, of, of female genitalia. The mystery of this was it was clouded by the water damage, so we're only seeing bits and pieces of these various frames or various photographs. According to the defense, those pictures indicated that Linda Sobeck had engaged in consensual sexual behavior with the defendant on the day that uh, they took the pictures in the vehicle and the day she disappeared and died. But were the photographs of Linda Sobeck? With the help of the sheriff's photo lab and an aerospace company, the pictures were enhanced. The Aerospace Corporation scanned these images in and assisted me for three days going over pixel by pixel the significance of what we were seeing. In the background, you could see some of the elements of the automobile's dashboard. But the logo on the steering wheel was not that of a Lexus. It was an Oldsmobile prototype Rathbun photographed on a previous project. The steering wheel on the question vehicle has an entirely different logo than the Lexus. It has cruise controls that are in the steering wheel that the Lexus vehicle does not have. But were the nude pictures of Linda? Investigators compared the body of the woman in the photographs to pictures taken during Linda's autopsy. It was clear that this was not Linda Sobeck. And in no way did it show any type of consensual act. The dress was wrong. The car seat was wrong. The hands that you see within the pictures have a very masculine appearance and don't appear to be consistent with our victim. Um, it, you know, the list goes on and on. And prosecutors did not believe Rathbun's accident scenario. They suspected that when Rathbun was taking photographs that day, for Linda, it was a job. To Rathbun, an opportunity. The forensic evidence suggested that Rathbun struck her on the right side of the head, twisted Linda's arm, tied her ankles, and sexually assaulted her, possibly with his gun. He may have forced her to consume the alcohol. The deep bruises on her ankles indicated Linda desperately tried to escape. After the assault, Rathbun caused Linda's death by asphyxiation. 
Linda's blood and saliva were found on the car cover in the cargo area. And evidence suggests Rathbun washed Linda's face and redressed the body in an effort to conceal what happened. He later disposed of Linda's personal items in a dumpster, but made the mistake of including the Lexus rental agreement in his name. Charles Rathbun was convicted of first-degree murder and sodomy and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. The forensic evidence in this case, I think, was all important. Those photographs that he introduced to, to save him and, and provide his defense were, in fact, what caused his um, conviction. The Sobeck family believes that Robert Rathbun should have been charged with evidence tampering for his role in the discovery of the film. Robert Rathbun admitted on the stand that he had destroyed the map that his brother had drawn and that had led him to these canisters of film. Of its own accord, he is admitted to his own guilt. Prosecutors suspect that Charles Rathbun also may have been involved in Kimberly Pandalios' death. Kim met an unidentified photographer at a Denny's restaurant on the day she disappeared, and her remains were discovered just a few miles from Linda Sobeck's. To date, no one has been charged with Kim Pandalios' murder. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. 